welcome to another week's episode of Not D&D. I'm your host Jessica and I'm very excited because this week we have with us one half of Dinoberry Press. Nevin, thanks so much for joining us. Hey there, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk about games and stuff. Awesome. There is a quick warning I have at the beginning of this uh, this show, though, because you may have uh, noticed by the title of the video you're watching or the stream you're listening to, um, there will be some swear words in this podcast. So if swear words are not suitable for you for whatever reason, um, this may not be the podcast or the episode to watch and listen to. Um, but if you're fine with that, you'll be very interested to hear that today we'll be talking about the game You're in Space and Everything is Fucked, um, which it's I thought so was just <laughs> such a wonderful title. Possibly, Thank you. Yes. Um, so we'll be talking uh, about your game, which is currently live on Kickstarter now. Um, yes. So if while we're chatting, people, you want to go and have a look. Um, I think it's got like 10, 10 more days at the time of recording. Yeah, 10, 10 days. Okay, so... You've got just over a week uh, to go check it out. But if you want to check it out whilst we're talking, uh, have a look there. The link's just there uh, or in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. Um, but before we get into talking about being in space and terrible, terrible things happening to us, <laughs> um, yes. I'd love to talk a little bit about you, Nevin, and Dino Very Press. Um, so what was what's your journey been like with uh, role-playing games? Like, What was the first game you remember playing? Uh, first game I ever played as far as like RPGs and stuff like that goes, mm -hmm. um, was as, as is the case for most people, I'm sure, uh, an edition of, uh, the game that shall not be named, uh, the, the 3.5th edition. Um, okay. The classic Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. You said that you said it, so I didn't have to. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> started with that back in like early college, like my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Played it for a couple of years and then kind of like fell off of RPGs for a while. Mm -hmm. And then uh, years and years pass and the first zine quest happens. Oh, okay. And that, you know, I'd been like playing, uh, you know, crit roll and all that stuff got me and some friends back into D&D. &D. Then zine quest happened and I was like, oh, games can be other things. This kind of rules. Amazing. Um, blew my mind shot the doors right open mm -hmm. uh, and I have been designing and playing all sorts of weird little games since then. Perfect. Um, so that yeah. led to Dinoberry Press. Uh, yes. Coming into existence. Tell, tell me, tell us a little bit about Dinoberry Press. How did that come about? And yeah, yeah. so we did, uh, I did Gun and Slinger um, mm -hmm. back in 2020 or 2021 uh, we kickstarted that and we had no real idea of it like becoming a business or anything like that. It was just like, I want to make this game. I want to make it happen. Cool. I think I can make it happen. So let's do this. We did. Uh, and my wife, Jam, ended up getting pulled in to help out with like finishing up layout. Um, there was a mm -hmm. lot of crunching on that project, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, but she came in and helped finish up the layout. And we realized that you know, despite the rough circumstances of that project and executing it, we both worked really well together and she awesome. was really, really good at layout and it kind of just naturally flowed into, well, let's see what else we can make together. Let's work on more projects. And we spent a couple of years making sure we had our ideas together and knew what mm -hmm. we wanted to do. And uh, partway through last year, uh, we actually like formalized and created the business and got the logo yeah. and the website and all that stuff up. Um, so, you know, the things we released oh, before yeah. 22 were like, they're technically part of the Dinoberry press canon. Mm -hmm. um, but officially things after there are, are Dinoberry press. 
Amazing. Well, congratulations on, on you know getting it going and, and making it be a thing. And also congratulations yeah, on the Kickstarter as well, um, because yes. you are fully funded, like I think twice uh, over at the moment. Almost. As, as... We're, we're almost twice over. Mm -hmm. uh, the original goal was 28K. Uh, we're at 44 right now. So we're pretty much there. I think I think 60 is 60 ish is technically the number we need to get to to double it. But we're close. I think it can happen. I think so. Definitely. When you've got like 10 days left to go. And uh, yeah, well, mm -hmm. anyway, let's get into it and talk about the game. Because um, yes. I I think I, I either saw the game or you contacted me, but I saw the title and I was like, immediately, yes, please come on the show. Because this is this is one of those great games where the title is so clear about the tone, about the setting, about mm. just what we're <laughs> going to be playing. It's really clear. You're in space and everything is fucked. Uh, a gruesome sci-fi horror RPG. Amazing. Excellent title. I mean, it's. I think it's pretty obvious about what the game is, but could you give us a little like intro elevator pitch to explain the game? Yeah, absolutely. So if it wasn't obvious, you're in <laughs> space and everything's fucked is my like personal terrifying tribute slash love letter to like my favorite genre of all time sci-fi mm -hmm. survival horror it's like deeply inspired specifically by the video game side of things so dead space system shock yeah. 2 um aliens like all, all that really really good Mm -hmm. classic like retro futurist weird sci-fi horror um it really leans into the horror side of things like all throughout mm -hmm. this this game text i'm saying lean into the horror try and scare your players like keep things secret surprise them uh mm -hmm. to the point where there's actually two separate books um which yeah. we have not done before there's i mean it's not unheard of in rpgs obviously sure. um but we've essentially got the the gm book and the player book um, mm -hmm. Some of the info is repeated between both, but the idea mm -hmm. is the GM reads the GM book, the player reads the player book, and we specifically want you to keep that information separate so that you can yeah. scare the crap out of people at the table. Um, I I love when game books do that. I think it's really great because I think sometimes even if you're like running a new game for your friends uh, and you've got the book and you want to send them just the PDF, it's so handy to be able to say, you can read everything in this PDF and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to like share the PDF with them. And it's like, uh, don't read this bit because it'll ruin everything. So I think yeah, it's a absolutely. idea. I love seeing it's, games do that. It's really fun. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. It definitely adds like a weird amount of overhead to production to sure. do something like that, which, mm -hmm. you know, is why people don't do it in the indie space. Like yeah, sure. it's perfectly reasonable to not do. Yes. Um, but it's fun. It's really fun to be able to do that and to like emphasize that horror aspect of the game in that way. Definitely. And so as, as you say, horror aspect of the game as well. Um, safety tools are always really important in like any mm -hmm. tabletop RPG, um, especially in horror, obviously. Um, and you talked about kind of lines and veils at the beginning and also script change, which is really mm -hmm. great. Um, I'm quite familiar with lines and veils, but I wasn't as familiar with script change until I read this book. So could you Talk to us a bit about script change and, and why you decided to use it and reference it in the book. Yeah, absolutely. So Lines of Veils and X card, everyone knows those. Mm -hmm. They're classics, they're staples, they work, and they're straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, script change by Bo Yeager Sheldon is maybe my favorite safety tool of all mm -hmm. time. Uh, it's very versatile. It has a lot of things going on with it. Um, 
And essentially was what it does is it frames things at the table as if you're watching a TV show or a movie and it gives you certain tools like pause, rewind, fast forward, skip. Um, and the way that those tools work, it's very simple. Like I'm going to, I say pause. I am pausing this game real quick so that we can talk about what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like the thing that just happened in the story. I want to rewind it. Um, I don't want to show these things on screen. Uh, I want mm -hmm. to fast forward and fade to black and just skip past it. Um, and very importantly for horror, it also has uh, frame by frame or uh, or slow motion, basically, which is the, the key to like slow things down and just mm -hmm. talk through it very carefully before returning to like a really quick mode of play. Um, I this is like my third or fourth time using it. I mm -hmm. adore this tool. Yeah. Um, I like to run my games framed as a TV show. And sure. I design my games and instruct people who are playing them to frame them as a TV show or like a game mm -hmm. or a movie. So it's a natural fit for like almost all the stuff that I design. Um, yeah. Doubly so here because it emphasizes like this is a video game mm -hmm. inspired yeah. thing. Um, yeah. And it just it's a great fit. It works awesome. It sounds really great. And I was, I like I say, I, I'm not as familiar with it, but I saw it when I was in the book and I was like, oh, that sounds really great as a tool. So thanks so much for sharing it with us. Yeah, I um, highly recommend like, everyone check yeah. it out. Um, let's dig into the game a little bit more. So talking, so the setting, I think all your references, I'm like, and the title, I'm like, yeah, I, I get what this game is going to be. I'm going to be running around screaming on a spaceship and terrible things are going to be happening. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, I love in this game that you kind of create the rooms and the space station as you go in the game. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that makes it as a GM, you're not going to have to spend hours like researching and prepping stuff. You can kind of just bring it to the table. Um, could you talk us through how you create the rooms and, and, and how that works? How do you build the space station? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I like to be able to pick up a game and run it. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I, I, I wanted your in space to be a low to no prep game, um, mm -hmm. but still have that expandability to be like, if you want to plan a bunch of stuff out ahead of time, you can, and here's how. Sure. Uh, so the way the like flow works when you're playing this game is the struggler is in a room and then want to go to the next one. So they mm -hmm. go up, they hit the button, they open the door, and then the GM rolls some dice on a table to figure out how big the room is, how many doors it's got, if there are any monsters in there, or like mm -hmm. what kind of threat is in that room, mm -hmm. as well as like what type of room it is and like some extra flavor for the room. Like you can roll to have a big mess hall that is covered with gore or mm -hmm. a tiny storage closet uh, with no power and three monsters in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, you, you roll some dice, you move your mice, it just happens. It's fantastic. Uh, and we have some tools that I'm currently working on as well to streamline that process. So you can just mm -hmm. click a button and get a room. Um, nice. And it, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really fun pacing mechanism. It can be a little clunky when you're getting started because it's rolling on tables. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you've done that a bit, you kind of intuit how things are going and you get more comfortable and, you know, kind of freely adjust things and, and really intuit mm -hmm. how things are shaping out in each of the rooms. It ends up being really interesting um, because as you're generating, you kind of take clues from the room you were just in or the surrounding oh. rooms 
to figure out extra details for this one that you're in. Like, what does a bunk in the medical station look like compared to the bunk in uh, the military, uh, mm -hmm. the military floor of the ship? Sure. Like, how do those things differ? Um, and that random generation extends to other things in the game too, like the mm -hmm. monsters. <laughs> Amazing. I think we definitely have to talk about the monsters, um, but I'm going to take us back because I got excited and jumped ahead and I haven't even talked about the basic <laughs> mechanics of the game, which I should really have started yeah. with. Um, so uh, this is a D6 dice pool system, which mm -hmm. I love, huge fan of it. We love it at EA and publishing awfully cheerful engine. What's old is new also D6 dice pool system. So I'm always a big fan of it. Um, but yeah, if you could talk us through how the game mechanically works, like the, the stats and the wounds and the luck and all that, that awesome stuff. So how do we actually play the game? Yeah. So play is super simple. Uh, it's pretty free form and, and flexible as mm -hmm. most of the things I make are. Mm -hmm. So baseline your character you got two stats tech and flesh those stats have points so like i i've got a one in tech and a one in flesh great mm -hmm. that tells me that i'm average across the board or i've got two in flesh none in tech i'm terrible with technology but i'm, I'm big and beefy right mm -hmm. um say you want to do something you start building a dice pool that dice pool starts with one die then if one of those stats is relevant you add to it mm -hmm. um then you start talking about advantages and disadvantages, which are okay. basically advantages add extra dice, disadvantages take dice away. Mm -hmm. um, there's no cap. There's no lowest. You know, you can go down to zero dice, in which case you roll two and take the worst result. Um, but it is like additive and subtractive. And then once you've got your pool, um, you roll some dice, you see what happens. You're looking for results of five and six. Those count as hits. Mm -hmm. One hit means you succeed in doing the things, but something bad happens. Uh, two hits means great, you did it. No consequences, at least not right now. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, uh, characters have wounds, will, and luck. Okay. Um, wounds is your HP. Uh, the third one you get kills you. Oh, gosh. Um, it's quite extreme. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very brutal game. Um, <laughs> but don't worry, we have save points. You come back to life, it's fine. I know, I was we'll going to talk about that. Yeah, I, that was very cool when I um, saw that. But yeah, yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. I, I just want to talk real quick. I'm really happy with how the wounds worked out in this game. Mm -hmm. um, in the text, I specifically say, like, make these worse as you go. Like, get nasty okay. with them. All the right. first one should be, like, relatively, you know, I mean, it's going to be bad because it's a wound. Yeah, sure. But it's not great. It shouldn't. It's not going to kill you, you know, mm -hmm. a broken leg or something like that. Wow, bad. that's pretty extreme for one. I was thinking, it I was like, pretty, they'd be a great. It, you're like, break their legs pretty, immediately. It is pretty extreme. But, you know, <laughs> it's not number two, which I say to do some worse things with. I'm not going to go okay. into details here. All right. How do we um, how do we escalate from a broken leg? Yeah, no, tell it, me. It just gets worse. And then the third one should be an absolutely gross death. Um, I, I really tell people to lean into the body horror and like the gore with this okay, game. So like your stomach splits open and all your, your intestines like pour out. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think, oh, I, I think I say like a, that. like a face melted is the example I give. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. you're dying. Make it, make it a show. Okay. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I, I'm specifically there. I'm specifically pulling from like anyone who's played dead space will know what yeah. I'm from with these. Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's nasty. Um, but I still, in that line of text, I still say mm -hmm. like, hey, keep your safety tools in mind. Uh, mm -hmm. yes, if someone yeah, yeah. doesn't want 
to have a face being melted described. Do something else or yes. face black. Like it's fine. Yeah. Safety, safety first at the table. Of course. Um, yeah. And then there's will and luck, which are points that you can spend to avoid having to roll dice. Will is like your character willing something to happen, like mentally okay. or physically, like they are making it happen. And luck is good old fashioned Deus Ex Machina. Um, you just get lucky and okay. something great happens. Um, there's an XP system too. There's stuff for dying and like getting back mm -hmm. to your body. Very, uh, it's very souls, souls like in that way. Mm -hmm. It's like when you die, almost all of your stuff gets left where you died and you have to get back to it to, to get it all back. Oh, okay, cool. So it's like, because like, you mentioned the save point, which I, I thought was so fun when I was reading through the mm -hmm. um, the demo. By the way, there is a free demo version of this game on the yes. Kickstarter page so that you can download now. Uh, so if you go to the Kickstarter page, you can see the links for it there. And that was what I was, I've been reading through uh, beforehand. That's what I'm referencing. Mm -hmm. If you're like, yeah, yeah. what's she talking about? It's still on Kickstarter. It doesn't exist. It kind of does. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I, I love the save point area. So yeah, could you talk us through the save point? Because that was just really yeah. Um, save points are a video game staple. And mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted this to be a gruesome, difficult video game where you died a lot. Video mm -hmm. game, tabletop game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where Inspired you died a lot. Video games, yeah. Yes. Um, and I thought, well, how how can I, like, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. In in most tabletop games, your character dies and they're dead. That's it. Yeah, and that's uh, not as fun because then you're just sat at the table watching your friends play a game. Yeah, and it, it it wouldn't be fun in a game where you die in three hits either. Yeah. Um, You could definitely play it like that, and I mm -hmm. bet if everyone's playing it like that and is on board, it'd be pretty tight. Sure. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Um, The save points are very much like you. they are scattered throughout the map. You can generate a room with them. The struggler can turn a room into one. And the station, which is the GM, can kind of just like choose where to put them. Um, mm -hmm. And it is as simple as it sounds. When you die, you come back at a save point, the last one that you used. Mm -hmm. um, in the demo, there's nothing more to it. But in the final version of the game, there is a set of tables and steps that like illustrate mm -hmm. how time passes and things get weirder as you die. So the more you oh, die... Okay the more fucked up stuff gets. So there's still consequences, even though you respawn. Exactly. Not, death, yeah, isn't, yeah. death isn't weightless. Time still passes and things get weird. Um, I think an example is that like a room can just move to a different place um, on the sure. map. Um, you can lose power. Things can turn upside down. Um, there's a couple of like set piece style moments um, limited to dying. Mm -hmm. um so like you're only gonna see all the content in this game if you die a bunch it's great <laughs> well luckily it sounds like the kind of game where that will just happen so i think i think yeah. it'll happen a few times for most people yeah yeah <laughs> awesome so you know you can don't you know you're gonna die a lot but you can get a bit attached to your characters because there are save points which is awesome to hear um, speaking about characters, character creation. So we've kind of mm -hmm. we kind of talked a little bit about it already. Um, so all characters will start with their their two stats that you talked about, uh, flesh and tech. And flesh, wonderful choice of word again. Um, but, but what else goes into character creation? Character creation, super simple, straightforward. Um, you've got your name, your pronouns, your background, which is like your job that you okay. had before this, or like what mm -hmm. you did, like. The, you pull on your background to get advantages or disadvantages during play. Oh, okay. so, so it's like a like a defining 
yeah, it's one of the defining pieces of history for the character. Uh, you've got how they look, uh, and then you've got their unique tool, which is a generated unique weapon specific to your character. Nice. And then you roll to see like what items you start with. And that's your character. That's it. Nice. Nice and simple. So you can just get playing straight away. So this really mm-hmm. is a game that it struck me as a game that you could just take off the shelf, bring to the table, not have had to do a whole lot of prep or learning of the rules in advance. You can create your characters at the table. And like you says, the um, the station, the, the, the GM of the game can just build it as you go. So you don't have to sit mm-hmm. there and do loads of homework, which is, yeah, it, that appeals hugely to me because I, I love playing games, but sometimes I just don't make the time to, to, to prep and stuff. So having yeah, the option my, to not need to do that is, yeah, great. The, the, the killer of campaigns is having to prep things. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, that's really awesome. Okay, so we talked about how you can generate things on the fly, and you mentioned how monsters are similar to creating the space station, that you can do it via tables and kind of generate them that way. Please tell me about the, all the terrible monsters that are going to come and kill me in this game. Well, all the terrible monsters that are going to come and kill you are mm-hmm. going to be randomly generated, uh, mm-hmm. or procedurally, I guess, if we're going to you know worry about semantics. Okay, um, sure. It is a process. It is a set of tables that you roll on to figure out its HP, how many limbs it has, um, like its size, its general vibe. Like, Mm -hmm. is this uh, a mound of metal and flesh or is this a weird bug thing? Um, (laughs) Any sort of like extra features it has. uh, And importantly, uh, its weak point. Okay. Yet another instance of me pulling from my favorite horror game of all time, Dead Space. Mm-hmm. The monsters are weird and you want to aim for certain parts of them. This sure. is another reason that I try and keep the info for the GM and the player separate. Because um, mm. as as you're playing, so when it's time to generate a monster, mm-hmm. um, first you roll two dice and you get like a number. So let's say we got five. Sure. Then we actually roll on these tables to generate the monster. And that is monster number five. It will always be monster number five for the rest of our game. Next time I roll, I roll those 2d6 again. And if I get a five, I know that this is the monster that's going to show up again. If I get a different number, I generate a new monster and assign it to that. So as you play, you get more and more, you get a wider variety of monsters that are introduced at further intervals. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of mimics the pacing of introducing new new little freaks in a video yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And it also allows the struggler players time to be exposed to monsters and like take their own notes on them. Um, yeah. As they like aim for certain parts, uh, they go like, okay, uh, I tried its arm last time and that was an ex- weak point. So now I'm going to go for its chest and we're going to see what happens. Um, and then when they know the weak point, they go, boom, got yeah. it. Weird little dude with eight arms, weak point, chest, got it. And moving forward, they know to go right for that. Amazing. So they're like tactically trying to, to you know, play a game and write their own monster manual as they go for it. Exactly. Or playing like something. a terrifying game of Clue or something. Yes. <laughs> Crossing all the options. <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. It's It's one of my favorite features of like playing this at the table is like watching players experiment with these monsters uh or like even come up with names for them because i i yeah. don't i don't name them when i when i play at the table um but players have come up with names for them themselves and it is a great time that must um, be great 
Yeah, it reminds it me of like in it's zombie films, if you used to call it a zombie, there was like the biters, the walkers, the sickers or something. You're like, just call it a yeah, zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. players do fun things like that. They're like, obviously it's this. And they're like, no, we're going to call it that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, there are also uh, boss monsters, which are randomly generated okay. monsters with more HP and like another extra feature that's like specifically designed. Um, okay. And each of those boss monsters can only happen once in the in a campaign. Okay, great. So this is the big the big thing we're leading up to then. So this is the big moment. Exactly. Yeah, you can have multiple throughout your thing. There's a whole system for like pacing out when to introduce them mm -hmm. and how to deal with them. Um, I think in the demo there's like three, and in the full game right now there are six. Um, we did get the stretch goal, so I get to write more boss monsters. So I'm excited Amazing. about that. More boss monsters, love it. Um, so we've kind of got the monsters. We're kind of going to generate the space station as we go through. Um, what else um, are, are, is the station, the, the, the GM, what else are they going to be creating and, and looking to do to, to create a campaign and to, to run a game? That is kind of the, the gist of it, really. You've got the station, mm -hmm. the monsters. Um, mm -hmm. You can meet NPCs throughout the space station. Uh -huh. um, okay. uh, if you sit down at the table and you play this from zero, Everything is kind of going to build up naturally as you play. Uh -huh. um, trying to think of how to put this. It, it really is like very improvisational. Sure. Um, so one of the set pieces that you can get, which are like rare events during play, is mm -hmm. uh, a potentially friendly face. So mm -hmm. you introduce an NPC when this happens. And that's a character in the world now okay. um, that has their own needs and wants. Um, and, and goals uh, mm -hmm. and could totally absolutely betray the player character or yes. could get ripped apart in front of them. Who knows? Whatever. Have fun with it. Um, <laughs> okay. So just taking my notes, not... <laughs> make an adorable NPC murder in front of players. Got it. Okay. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's tragic. Uh, I, I know I'm sitting here kind of like making light of this because it's, it's fun, but yeah. you know, it's, you can't, this is like a total tangent, but one of my, Another one of my favorite things about this game is mm -hmm. you can play it like as I've written it, like mm -hmm. hardcore, scary, sad, like terror. Mm -hmm. But also you can do the complete opposite. I ran a one shot recently that was like a, a sci fi candy factory. Uh, right. And all of the all of the characters were like pieces of candy and like baked goods. And the boss was a giant evil mound of pink fudge. Um, Amazing. You can do whatever with this. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the beauty of role playing games. You can go wherever, just mm -hmm. like whatever the if the table's feeling a certain way, you just sometimes you have to lean into it, especially mm -hmm. with horror and things. Because I think if the table's feeling a bit silly, sometimes there's nothing you can do as a, someone running the game. So you've every, just got to lean into it. Every game group has that one silly little guy, just just one <laughs> player who's an absolute yeah. goofball. Usually it's me, okay. um, but. I mean, another great thing about the genre is that horror and comedy work really well together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think some of that comes through in other parts of this game. Um, sure. But to digress, yeah, the GM yeah. is going to be doing like NPCs. Um, there are also uh, objectives, which is like the main narrative driving force. Okay. It's like the players will go, okay, we just woke up on this place. My first instinct is to get to comms or see if my girlfriend is still alive, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you mark that down as an objective. Mm -hmm. um, you roll some dice to see how many rooms you have to get through 
before you get to that objective. Sure. And then you know where to go. You're it's like I'm heading north or I'm heading down a sector and I have to get through eight rooms or 12 rooms before I can reach comms. And that ninth mm-hmm. room will be comms. Sure. Um, and usually by the time you're there, the GM has enough time to figure out, okay, here's the deal with comms. Here's mm-hmm. what's going to be going on in there and what we can kind of do to pull at some other strings. Um, sure. So it can be fully improvised ahead of yeah. time like that. Amazing. Um, so for for people that are looking to, I mean, obviously, as you said, you can, as the GM, sit there and kind of create it in advance. Uh, so you can absolutely do that if you prefer to do that. Um, but if somebody's looking to improvise and um, play it in the way you just described, what advice would you give them for running this game and, and playing it in that style? Hmm. I'm trying to think of how to word this. Uh, be be okay. Get comfortable with pauses, because mm-hmm. um, you know the the players are going to be. You're going to be sitting there rolling on some tables. It takes less than a minute to do, but mm-hmm. you've got to roll on those tables and then figure out how to put it together in your head. It takes practice. It's not instant. Mm-hmm. It's not super quick. It's a style of play that I understand. Like a, a lot of tabletop players may not be used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay if it takes yeah. a little bit of time. That's like time for people at the table to, you know, they can be role-playing together in the room while you're rolling dice for the next one. That's um, true. They can get up and get a drink if you, like, really need to take some time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that, in a way, is kind of general TTRPG advice. Like, sure. be, be okay with asking your players, like, hey, I need a second here to, to put some stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Is, is being okay with like slowing down the pace to roll some dice and figure out what you need to. That's great advice. I, I think that's good. I think sometimes people feel a lot of pressure like when you're running a game to be constantly entertaining, constantly doing things. But I think, yeah, like yeah. you say, pacing, it's okay to go, yeah, hang on a minute. Or just give them something weird to look at in a room and have a conversation about. You yeah, know? absolutely. Hey, you know what? <laughs> While I'm rolling this table, uh, you notice that there's a weird tube with a thing in it. Go look at that for a second. Yeah. Amazing. Excellent. Um, so I, I I feel like we've talked through a lot of the game and, and a lot of things you can do. Are there any questions I should have asked you or anything else you want to share or, or brag about the game uh, before we before we wrap up today? Um, I mean, I would love to brag. I... Please do. This is your space <laughs> I, and time. So this this project is like I've said it in other places. Like I, I did a whole blog post about this, but like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff about this project that has ended up being really, really personal, like mm-hmm. to me and to uh, my wife, Jam, who is also working on this project. Mm-hmm. Um, this is our first game where I have done the art for it. Uh, okay. I like haven't done art since high school. So coming back Amazing. to it and doing this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited that it's coming together. Uh, it's fantastic how much we funded and like, the every every bit we gain past this is just going to help us continue to make cool stuff um got 10 days left when we're recording this nine when this goes up i think yeah um so if y'all if anybody wants to help make this thing even more awesome then you know where to go Absolutely. Yeah. So the Kickstarter link is in the show notes in the podcast or on screen if you're watching it um, live when we're playing here. Um, so yeah, check it out and uh, and go and support. There's awesome stuff on there as well as the books. I think you've got like badges and there's like a cool collector set. So yeah, I assume, yeah, <laughs> yeah I assume they're a... going to be limited edition, are they? Or Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a hardcore limited edition tier. 
um, that basically comes with like all the add-ons and a couple extra mm-hmm. things. It's uh, two alt-cover hardcover editions. It's mm-hmm. a limited dice set that comes in a unique metal tin. There's a metal pin. There's a sticker set. There's an ID badge character sheet on a lanyard. Mm-hmm. And it all comes nice. in a nice like cool roll tuck box. Um, nice. You can get the hardcover editions on their own. You can get most of the things I just described as add-ons uh, in mm-hmm. addition to <laughs> some fun collaboration products I did with my friends over at Plus One XP. We designed yes. We designed a beard balm and a lip balm. Um, sure. <laughs> we, we started talking about that like as a bit. Um, just like, wouldn't it be funny if we did a, a gore themed lip balm? That'd be funny, right? And then we did it. Um, and, and it exists here. It exists. Amazing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be an expansion zine coming out like later on in the year that'll be pay what you want digital. Uh, Amazing. For, for everyone. And then there'll be some print versions available. Um, yeah, it, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There definitely is. Um, so as we've mentioned, there is uh, that you can get now on the Kickstarter page, you can get like um, uh, a preview kind of of the game so you could sit and kind of have a go to play it. Uh, when um, So obviously the Kickstarter is happening now. What sort of time frame would people be looking at to kind of get their, their PDFs and their rewards? We're looking at hitting August for a oh. minimum of digital delivery. Ideally, we Amazing. want to have digital delivered sooner than that mm-hmm. uh, and then have physicals around August or a little later. It depends on manufacturing and shipping sure. times. Mm-hmm. As we all know, shipping is a nightmare right now. So if there's a delay, it's probably going to be because of shipping. Um, mm-hmm. But pretty much everything else is like done. Uh, I have a few text changes to make and then it'll be ready to go straight to layout. Amazing. Um, and we already, you know, as you saw in the demo, we have a, the layout style figured out, which is like the mm-hmm. hardest part of doing layout. Yes. Is yeah. figuring out how the fuck do I want this to look? <laughs> um, but that, like, the hard part is all done. So it'll yeah. be going into layout uh, for maybe a month or two. And then we'll be we'll be ready to move on from there. Amazing. That sounds really quick. It's awesome to hear. Um, if people want to keep in touch um, after the show and ask the, you know, they were screaming at the screen and I wasn't asking the right questions and they want to ask it to you, where's the best place for them to get in touch and and then chat to you about yeah. the project? Um, there's a number of ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, you've got our website, dinoberrypress.com. It has a contact mm-hmm. form. There's our Twitter, twitter.com slash dinoberrypress. Um, and we have a Discord too. Uh, oh, which I forgot to send you the link for. Is it but, on the website though? <laughs> uh, I can add it to the website. Um, it's <laughs> bytes, B-Y-T-E-S dot rip, R-I-P slash discord. It's okay. open. It's a really fun, chill group. Um, that's a pretty good way to get in touch with us, I think too. Okay, amazing. Fantastic. Well, all those ways people can get in touch. So if there was a question you wanted to know about the game, uh, you know, feel free to get in touch that way. Um, the final question I have for you, Nevin, um, I ask mm-hmm. everybody is, do you have any recommendations for indie games? Uh, the rules are it can't be a game that you've made and it can't, of course, be Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, am I am I limited to one or can I pick a few here? Can I rattle them off real quick? Oh, I'll let you have a few. Go on. All right, excellent. So the game that kind of like opened my eyes to indie RPGs uh, mm-hmm. is Black Mass by Will Yopst of Good Luck Press. Mm-hmm. Um, They're a fantastic designer. That is a brilliant game. And Good Luck Press has a lot of really cool stuff. Okay. Um, Space Between Stars by Viditia Valetti. Uh, mm-hmm. 
a fantastic like space opera game. It is GMless. It has a really cool system and mm-hmm. pre-made characters. Highly right. recommend it. Um, if it wasn't obvious for my shirt, Necronautilus by Adam Bass <laughs> is a fantastic game. One of my favorites. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's good. I, if that's I keep good. going, yeah. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> no, that's fine. There's some really great recommendations there. And that's fantastic. Um, Nevin, thank you so much for your recommendations. Thank you so much for your time coming on talking. And um, congratulations for, for the Kickstarter. You're in space and thank everything's so fucked. Um, and I'm really excited to, to get my copy. And if this has been of interest to you, I'd recommend going on and backing because the best way to support indie tabletop RPG creators is to buy their stuff. It is um, true. <laughs> it is true. Uh, but that's all for this week. We'll be back next week with Not DD uh, with another game to introduce you to, and we hope to see you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.